Welcome to Positively Addicted by Elizabeth Matthew. Today's podcast is entitled Excuses for Sexual Immorality. 2 Samuel chapter 3 verses 6 to 11 is a super interesting situation which is super relevant for today. Quote verse 6 Now it was so while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner was strengthening his hold on the house of Saul verse 7 and Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpa the daughter of Aie so Ishbosheth said to Abner why have you gone into my father's concubine verse 8 Then Abner became very angry at the words of Ishbosheth and said, "Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show loyalty to the house of Saul your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not delivered you into the hand of David, and you charge me today with a fault concerning this woman? May God do so to Abner and more also if I do not do for David as the Lord has sworn to him to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan to Beersheba and he could not answer Abner another word because he feared him unquote Now note this Abner a close relative of king Saul who was doing all that he possibly could to strengthen his hold on the house of Saul Ishbosheth Saul's son comes to him and asks him a very direct question why have you gone into my father's concubine or to put it more plainly why did you have sex with my father's concubine Abner as is commonly seen around our world today Abner doesn't give a straight answer instead he creates fear in Ishbosheth he makes excuses for his sexual immorality by highlighting his loyalty to Ishbosheth's father Saul and added the fact that he hasn't till then delivered Ishbosheth into the hand of David who is supposed to be their enemy in other words he's saying well i'm doing so much for you and yet you have the audacity to question me about this woman by the way this woman is technically ishbosheth's stepmother and in a sense there is actually nothing wrong on ishbosheth's um you know path that he's asking this question He didn't get a direct answer rather Abner was completely offended and immediately goes off to make a covenant of peace with David who till then was his enemy and then Abner rallies all Israel to support David as king Now then of course in the same chapter we read about how Abner is later killed by David's own general Joab whose brother Abner had killed earlier on with without David's knowledge Abner is killed 
Now, in today's world, this scenario keeps playing over and over again, especially in the case of marriages. Maybe because I'm a psychologist by profession, I'm just going to highlight certain sentences when confronted with a question like, are you having an affair or are you sexually immoral with somebody else? The answers are quite, quite something. In fact, there's a range of answers. Instead of a direct yes or no, there's a whole range. These are some of the answers that can come up to a question like this. I am a good parent. I provide for my family. Or I am emotionally depleted. There is no way of me being happy with my spouse. Or my spouse is too busy. Doesn't give me attention. Or I am not sexually satisfied. Or my spouse is very controlling. This is my way of coming against this control. Or even making excuses like, I am so stressed. I need something, right? To take me away from my stress. And this is my way of alleviating my stress. There's so many excuses, so many excuses that we tend to comfort ourselves with when confronted with this question, are you having an affair? It's a very simple, direct question. The highlight of any other excuse as a result of this question is, well, I am a good Christian. I go to church. I read my Bible. I don't think this matters. I don't think God is so interested in these kind of things. No, 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 no. No, my dear listener. It's definitely important. When we avoid giving an honest answer to questions like this, our own alarm bells, which means the Holy Spirit is working in us, should be already ringing. Hiding a text message or a call which is inappropriate or seductive or sexually misleading is already a warning that something is not right, that we are heading down the path of sexual immorality. In John chapter 4, with Jesus' communication with the Samaritan woman at the well, he asks her in verse 16 to go call your husband and come here. The woman then answers in verse 17, I have no husband. Jesus actually commends her answer and says, You have well said you have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. So does Jesus really care about who we are sleeping with? Oh yeah, for sure. Then in verse 28 and 29, the woman left her water pot, goes into the city and tells the men around them, come see a man who has told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Unquote. In fact, she was so amazed at the fact that Jesus actually knew the number of men that she had slept with and that it was such an accurate number that she herself was amazed and actually certifies that, well, is this the Christ? Like, I mean, he's telling me exactly what is happening in my life. So this must be the Christ. You know, in Revelation chapter 2, verses 19 to 22, it gets even more interesting, okay? It says... 
and to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, your patience, and as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. Unquote. God prefers honest answers rather than not acknowledging our sexual immoralities and hiding under a cover of darkness and lies. He wants us to come clean by repenting and that's important. Abner in the Old Testament that we just read in the beginning of this podcast, he quotes his own good that he's doing, all the good that he's doing for Ishbosheth, and that Ishbosheth should be grateful to him. In other words, if I'm doing good for you in so many areas in your life, then why would you question me about this one area? This is exactly what is happening in today's world. In Revelation chapter 2 also, which we just read, the church in Thyatira was actually a good church. No, uh, you know, actually a good church. Their works, their love, their service, their faith, their patience is all commendable. And Jesus actually commends it. But he also tells them that this is a grave sin that they are not only tolerating and allowing this woman Jezebel to teach and seduce the church to commit sexual adultery and to eat things sacrificed to idols. So the fact of the matter is the church in Thyatira was tolerating and compromising in this area of the church. Many times we are like this. We think that all the good works that we are doing, especially in our spiritual life, negates our sexual immorality, if any. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work like that. And we need to understand that the most important facet of this podcast is that repentance is essential. God wants honesty. He doesn't like hypocrisy. That's a fact. Jesus came into this world to save us. And also he came against the Pharisees and Sadducees, whom he kept on calling them hypocrites, hypocrites, hypocrites. Hypocrisy is definitely not an accepted way of life in the church or among any member in the church. Shall we pray surrendering this podcast in God's hands? And I don't know which area you are in in your life. I have no idea, but God knows. And all we need to do is to come clean. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us a spirit of repentance. Help us to be honest, upright and moral in your eyes. Help us not to be offended when the truth is when the truth comes before us or when somebody asks us truthful questions please 
help us not to be offended but help us to take it as a chance to come clean wash us completely of all our immoralities in every area of our life and forgive all the excuses we have been making or are still making thank you for giving us a spirit of repentance and filling us with your holy spirit so that in your eyes we are morally upright in all areas of our life help us not to conveniently tolerate and ignore sexual seduction or immorality but help us to come against it and fight against it no matter who is the source of it help us lord with your holy spirit which is so mighty which is so powerful which can break down strongholds of immorality i pray for that holy spirit to live in our hearts and bear the fruit that you want us to bear i surrender myself and all my listeners completely in your hands help us to be aware of any red flags in our lives help us lord to be able to nip in the bud any excuses we have for immorality or anything that we are trying to hide because you are our creator you know everything about each one of us every nook and corner of our heart soul mind and body you know there is nothing we can hide remove any stubbornness or rebelliousness in us in this area or in any area of our lives jesus i come before you humbly knowing that lord all of us have a very strong carnal nature but we pray for that amazing holy spirit of yours to take complete control lord jesus help us lord jesus to be able to speak words which are upright and moral to be able to do things lord jesus which are upright and moral in your eyes because we know that when we please you you will bless us amazingly lord jesus thank you lord jesus we surrender everything in your mighty hands we pray amen God bless you all abundantly to always walk on water with him with all our eyes on him. Amen. God bless you till we meet again. Bye bye.